I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. For us, it is Halloween. Uh, For you, it's whenever the hell you're listening to this. And I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is Green Faceless on the Couch. And welcome. Woohoo! This is Happy Halloween. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween. We are recording like the TARDIS from Doctor Who. This year, I am going as warmth. Um, yeah, yeah, I see that. It's very comfy, cold today. Comfy, cozy. I am. Damn. I am. I wore my sweatpants under my jeans today at work. Ooh, you know, yeah, you look like the the smiling. Um, I always call it the smiling dad meme <laughs> or the gif, but like it's not a dad. I don't know what he is, but it's the guy in the woods. That like slowly zooms in oh, on yeah. and he just nods. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's Jeremiah yeah, Jackson. Jeremiah Jackson gif, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Maybe we should watch that movie someday. Well, happy Halloween. We're here with a lovely uh, director spotlight. One of our favorite right. uh, horror a- movie directors, David Cronenberg. And while he's an old favorite, this is a brand new segment we've never done a director's spotlight no we haven't and what a beautiful smart intelligent director to start off with yes very interesting a man who who yes yeah a very interesting man who who established himself in a very particular particular niche of horror film yes the body horror the gruesome bleh, you know make you want to vomit horror yeah, like you gotta you gotta Love look it. away, but you can't stop watching. Yes, you're so grossed out, but at the same time, your body and your mind real, realize it's all prosthetics, and that's Cronenberg. You enjoy it. You enjoy the fuck out of it. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes. So sink into the couch with us. We've talked a Cronenberg movie in the past, right? Or was he that's also right. a part yeah. of Hellraiser? No, no, okay. he was not. Um, he was in Jason X, uh, okay. Friday the Thirteenth X, where Jason goes to space. He is the, um, like the scientist at the beginning with the wild hair That's who gets hilarious. like killed by Jason. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so we talked about him then when we talked that movie. Uh, but, but yeah, we, we talked video drum a long time yes. ago. Yeah. It was one of our first and, and, episodes, our first Halloween special. This is actually only the yes. second Halloween special. But yeah, that's, that's but yeah. this year, we haven't had that many episodes this month. So we wanted to do a special yeah. for you guys. It's, yeah, it's been, it. uh, it's been, we're playing catch up. We're still playing yeah. catch up, probably to the end of the year. But we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. be all right. If yeah. you want to help us play catch up, you can go down to patreon.com slash green and faceless. We'll get that out of the way right now. We'll appreciate um, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Cronenberg, wild haired freaky man, love him, hate him. <laughs> Who's to he's, say? He's a My gynecologist not like him. In, a fl- in the fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he always got to throw himself into movies, you know what? It's yeah. great. But we're going to talk Scanners first. Scanners was the big movie that um, brought him to big fame, to, that made uh, David Cronenberg uh, a name, particularly because of one beautiful scene. Yeah. But the uh, the plot to Scanners 
before that beautiful scene happens is uh, you, you watch a man who has, um, it, it is implied has mental abilities. He makes a woman, uh, yeah. she pours coffee on herself or something. What she, does she do at the beginning? She has like an aneurysm or a seizure. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because he is scanning her, but he doesn't know that that's what he's doing. He exactly. he thought yeah. it was something she did uh, to him, but he just knew he just knows that he is feeling a connection to people while they're yeah. getting hurt, and yeah. uh, he also just hears the way he puts it. I like their thoughts. The uh, Cameron veils the character's name, and it's played by Stephen Lack, and he says. Well, this is after he gets the uh, ethereal or whatever it's called, um, it, which is a drug that helps suppress the scanner abilities. <laughs> and yeah. he, once he gets that, he says, I can't hear the voices. And, he, and the doctor, uh, Dr. Paul Ruth, um, played by Patrick McGuhan, um he <laughs> yeah. <McGoo hand. laughs> he um he he says i don't remember like you can't hear or something like that and he's like no the voices that don't have lips or whatever i i just remember yeah, really yeah. liking the way he put it but now i can't remember it. it it was it was something along the lines of how people speak without moving their lips like right you know it's yeah. like hearing the voices without lips moving yeah. Like it's it's yeah he he hears he hears your 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 thoughts it's it's right. weird it's and, very and the way he puts um, it is like it makes it feel like his whole life he just thought everybody had two voices and right yeah. well he he accidentally causes this poor woman to have a seizure um after she calls him creepy to her friends because he's staring at her like a weirdo and yeah. uh, he runs from this incident he gets chased by some mysterious men um mm-hmm. and they shoot him with a tranquilizer that's right and take him back to a lab and then we cut from that to our other big scanner head of the movie scanner uh daryl revok uh daryl revok played by michael ironside i think uh who michael is um Jay. he is attending a he's the one that does the He's the, the lecture, right? He's attending this this big yes. Uh, he's attending it display volunteers of, of yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're displaying the the abilities of scanners, and there's this guy who is you know he's up there. He's like, I'm gonna you know get a volunteer from the audience, bring you here. We're gonna ask you some questions. I'm gonna try to read your mind, or or you know try yeah. to to determine where the location of items are in a room and that kind of stuff. Well, his very first volunteer is uh, Daryl Revok, um, who has, you know, kind of plugged himself into the, the audience right. there, uh, planted himself. Um, he comes up, and they have a battle of wits, a battle of the minds. A battle of In scans. a very Cronenberg style. <laughs> it, and it's such a beautiful scene, too, because it's like, the, the, the music's good. Who does the music again? The music is by uh, Howard Shore. Howard Short does a lot of beautiful uh, composition, The Lord of the Rings in particular. Um, 
really amazing. Um, and, and like the music really does a great job at this scene because it's two guys just two literally actors, sitting at a desk, you do, yeah. just shaking right, violently exactly. and making silly faces. Yeah. And sometimes like, this, when people are getting scanned, it is rather silly. Uh, but yeah. I thought this particular scene where both people, at, like they both seem to be struggling a little bit. And it's not until a few moments before what happens happens that you see that the person who is originally giving the lecture uh, is the one who is losing and hurting yeah, the most. Yeah. <clears throat> because you start to see Daryl, uh, Daryl's face is very much starting to become more confident and like, yes. you know, he's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. you know, he's like, this guy yeah. thought I was a rube, that I didn't have any abilities, and now I've he just turned the table the scan on. wrestle. And he... And... Yep. <laughs> burst his freaking head like a watermelon from Gallagher comedy scene. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it exploded. Crazy. And it was awesome. I love that scene. And, and that's what made Cronenberg famous. Yeah. That's the big scene. That was the one that, that caught a lot of people's eyes because the effects are phenomenal yeah like it is it is a great it's head nearly, explosion nearly seamless from the actor to the yeah yeah the, the exploding prop yeah you can you can slow it down frame by frame as i've done as many many people have done and see the switch but it is so it's so good. well done that it's, it's really just good. it looks so good and the effect the the explosion is so gruesome and everybody is like everybody in the audience is immediately just like oh, fuck <laughs> like you right. know everybody's ex- just shocked yeah that you know you you have to kind of wonder if some people just didn't even weren't even told what to expect some of the extras on, on set maybe they didn't know what their what was going to happen so it may be like a, a legitimate oh, that like could have because hollywood know. likes to do that to people <laughs> right oh my god that would be awful good stuff That'd be... I didn't read into this, but I would love to love to know if that's true. <laughs> then again, they had to like you know re like they you had switch to out. switch yeah. out the yeah to the dummy, so they knew something was going right. to happen at least. They knew something was up. Yeah, they knew something was wrong with this Cronenberg and his freaky hair. <laughs> oh my god! But no, uh, after that, the movie uh, uh, kind of becomes a. Uh, a like bit of a, a cat and like mouse a spy, between these two Yeah, a spy yeah. versus spy, but it's scan versus scan. And uh, yeah. so Paul Ruth is being the doctor, is being threatened by his company to be kicked out uh, because they're like, we don't need a scanner program. This is all really bad, and mm, we no, just no, no, need no, no, to no. stick need our this. noses out of this. And um, no, no, no. somebody plays uh, the lead of the security, but I forget who that was. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I don't remember. But either. he does end up in the long run being in league with uh, Daryl. And <gasps> yeah, that's a long ways off, though. Sorry, spoilers. It is, though. <laughs> no, no, you're... But I mean, it's also a very ungovernment like response to the scanners, like <clears throat> because the, they're not. The they're just like we don't want to. They're just a company. Oh, I mean, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know you're right. But I'm just like in the political sense of everything, though. You would think that they would be like, well, if somebody has them, we should have them too. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, that's just, that's just the capitalist way. Right. Where it's just true. like, if they've yeah. got it, we want it. And that way they don't have a, it, you know, a monopoly. It seemed a little bit unrealistic to me <clears throat> too, but, uh, it also did seem like a, because, you know, there's the whole bear versus, uh, bull, you know, the yeah. <laughs> philosophies and whatever. Uh, and I could see somebody like they they fired somebody and wanted somebody with a new de- uh, ideology to head security and they come in and they're like, hey, we just got to cut this shit. I could see that happening. <laughs> I could see that happening. Right. And because Dr. Paul put the fear of, of death into them and also uh, money. Uh, they agree to let him try one more time with Cameron Vale, who he is teaching to control oh. his scanner abilities. Yeah, Stephen Lack becomes the the lackey. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Lack, the actor playing Cameron Vale, uh, becomes the lackey of this company now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're kind of like, hey, there's this rebellious group of people led by this this terrifying Daryl Revot character, a terrorist, if you will. Yeah. Um. We want you, Cameron Vale, to go on a face off against this man and and like you know end this threat to the company. Yeah, and uh, and he's told that he's very man. special. <laughs> yeah, he's a special yeah. boy. Uh, he's also shown a uh, a video of Daryl Revick um, while he was being institutionalized, and he had drilled a hole in his head um to yeah yeah, to relieve the voices and uh but now it was a door so he had to disguise it as an eye so on the bandage on on the he drew an eye it was a very interesting scene very interesting yeah yeah Uh, and it's a good symbol too like it really does mesh well with the overall um the, the ability of the scanners and everything. Like, right. it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Like, a lot of good thoughts that uh, Cronenberg had. And a oh, lot of yeah. good... Yeah. Uh, uh, really good special effects. Like, it, the, the body work is so nice to, yeah. to watch all this. Yeah. And just um, like ridiculous Videodrome, acting. he kind of plays with what's real and what's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's fun. And it makes for a great ending. I know we're... we're very this you know I, this is a short ass segment on on scanners but that ending i love that ending so much though the the, the final face off between revok and and veil yeah it's and, interesting and the, the revelation the yes, revelation of what, how it ends i thought that was uh, maybe the silliest part of it yeah uh, if yeah, there was I maybe another i don't like it I, but i like it right if there was another half an hour of this movie, I feel like there would have been a better resolution to like like they could have done that twist and make it pay off more. Right. As yeah. as it stands, it just kind of feels like, oh, by the way, soap opera. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, if you want if you want the more flashy like uh um reveal and like play off of it and everything then you go to the movie face off with john travolta (laughs) and nick cage because that's pretty much the same but like 
I, I, I love this movie's reveal of it because it's just like, it's such a battle of the wits and the mind. And, yeah. and, and at the end, like, you get this great reveal, and I'm just like, yeah. Okay. So that's he, not his actually body the lost, part but his mind that is I was superior. talking about, and I know that we're talking in vagar- vagaries now. Uh, but that's not the part I was talking about. The part I was talking about was when uh, Daryl Revick reveals his relationship to cameron vale oh yeah yeah that twist is a little like yeah 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 Yeah. that's the soap opery bit yeah yeah that one was definitely a a bit of a stretch and i always kind of like um that one i'm okay with like spoiling going ahead and say that they um uh says that they're the they're both like brothers kind of they're the children of this doctor of paul and yeah I don't remember if he like specifically says like we're his biological children, but I've I've always kind of like just in my casual viewing of it been like they're the, the children in the fact that he experimented on them, gotcha. like they're his his scientific children. I see. Like, I don't know. I have no idea if that if that was the intention, but that's just how my my brain was just like I'm not believing that you two are brothers. Like. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. It 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 was definitely felt like something that Daryl threw out there to throw Cameron off guard because Cameron was right there to 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 kill him, if I recall. Yeah, I think so. Well, but no, it, it definitely does have a bit of a spy feel, like you yeah. mentioned, like which which honestly is my my biggest downfall for this movie. I love the effects. I love the mind blowing scene. I love me a good Cronenberg right. story. Like he has good characters, but I really just don't honestly care about the characters. I'm more interested in the world that's surrounding them. See, and I kind of disagree ahead. because, uh, like we we skipped over a couple people that I wanted to talk about. Uh, one being, um, uh, one being. That artist, I don't remember his name, uh, but he was another scanner, and he, um, I think I found it. I think it was Dieter Taus, played by Fred Duderlian. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, the artist was Benjamin Pierce, the reclusive sculptor okay. guy. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, played by Robert Silverman. Thank you. Anyhow, I really enjoyed his art, and it's more ju- really just like more Cronenberg creations, obviously. Right. Yeah. But it it was fantastic, and I thought that storyline was very interesting. I was sad that they killed him off, but that's a very spy thing. Right. It's like let's make this interesting yeah. character, and oh well, that just was another lead. <laughs> and, um, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done with that person. Uh, which gave you know, like, gave it more of that spy feel, feel, and that's fine. I just thought that there were very interesting characters. It, uh, also, yeah. Jennifer O'Neill's character Kim Oberst, like they, I feel like they try to make her more important, um, and she is important, like. Uh, yeah she i don't know there's like this there's like three layers of 
of espionage going on and she's like in the middle right. layer and becomes friendly with Cameron Vale. Um, but she's another scanner yeah. and I thought she those her scenes scanning were interesting too. Yeah, she it was interesting. It's just she's one of them that kind of just like she, she like it just kind of gets lost in the woodwork of everything. Yeah. Like it, all yeah. all of everything that's going on, like I don't care so much about the characters, more about like the ability and the world. That's right. that's just for me. Like I I don't like unlike other Cronenberg movies where I feel very invested in these characters, these main characters here, I'm just like meh. I don't care. Yeah, like Daryl Reebok is the is the the most interesting one yeah, to me. Yeah, I was and just he's the about bad to guy, say, kind of. I'm more interested in him than I am in Cameron Vale. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm more interested Cameron's in so Doctor Ruth than I am in Cameron. Vale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cameron is like the blandest of of hero like characters. He's like a very yes. Stephen King fire starter, like you know the dad there. Uh, okay. Like it's just just bland old male dad guy you know she's like yeah fuck it here we go just a guy i threw him in there i still enjoy it though and and for that that head explosion alone it gets three stars like (laughs) the head explosion in and of itself is a four star scene but like the movie itself is just mildly like it's fine it's good it's okay but then the effects take it above and beyond like it's it's fun to watch for the effects i agree yeah I, i in fact I, I was about to say it's a 100% a full face, uh, but this is my first time watching it, and honestly, I think I would return to it just for its effects, so I think I'm going to give it that extra bump just for the effects. It's a face and a half movie. If you've never watched it and you like horror movies, go watch it. It's kind of goofy, but it's also great. Yeah, yeah, it's more sci-fi than horror also. Like- yes. It just has if, that if you're body turned off, horror. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like if you're turned off by Cronenberg because of the body horror aspect, this is the one that has the least amount of, you know, that, yeah, just that has Cronenberg crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like if you've seen Mars Attacks, you can you can take this. No problem. Like, it's fine. Is that Cronenberg? No, that's, that's Tim Burton, but oh, it's got okay. the aliens' heads exploding so. all the time whenever they hear sound. Oh, that's right, but yeah, it's not they, they hear good. music and their heads just just burst. It's just it's not hilarious and adorable. Well, we are going to take a soda pop break and we'll be right back. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe why we do that, we'll go trick or treating, <laughs> and then we'll come back. Yeah, we might go. We might go trick or treat and come back with the fly. That's right. Ready to eat our our gross ass razor blade filled candy yeah we set it out just for the fly the halloween fly and when he when we notice that the the bad candy is gone we say god bless jeff goldblum (laughs) indeed (laughs) and then we clap our hands (laughs) the fly finds a way (laughs) okay we'll be right back i love you Oh, <sighs> George Langlan. It's kind of funny to me that you decided to dress up as the TARDIS because you also being um, from another planet as the Doctor is. Mm. It's like yeah, you yeah. dressing up as your spaceship 
just because I'm an alien means I'm a time lord? No, I didn't say that. That seems very racist of you. No, no, I'm just saying you dressing up as a TARDIS is like the doctor dressing up as your spaceship. Right, yeah, yeah, if he were to dress up like a UFO. Yeah, I'm not saying or, sorry, that there's a UA, anything... UAP. A UAP, yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. that there's anything wrong with that or that I'm judging you for. I just thought it was funny. Right, good. And interesting. Good. It's an observation. I was just saying, yeah. That's all. It's like if you were to dress up like a car or a Transformer or some stupid shit like that. Yeah, but it, it, if a human, a regular human, were to dress up like the the... <laughs> The line of slime that I leave behind me like a snail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. I feel like I feel like if they tried to pull that off, they just look like Cassandra from Doctor Who. Oh yeah, for real, yeah. Well, okay, I think we're back. And Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. We're here oh, yeah, sure. to talk about the fly. The fly. Yeah, we're really here just for Gina Davis. This is that's the that's real thing right. of this October. This real the real fact of this October is that it's Gina Gina Davis's sorry Gina Davis's um, month. That's right. You know, it, we're, yeah. We we have we have dedicated October Several thousand years in the future. We dedicate it to Gina Davis. (laughs) Man, that would be really interesting to see if they still celebrate Halloween. Yeah, in 2023? Yeah, I I doubt it. That's a long way. I don't... Yeah, I really doubt humans will be a thing around then. Yeah, or at least not here. We're almost at the nuclear ending to the I know uh, civilization. <laughs> we talk about this as jokes, and but it's just so real. And uh. I mean, it's just like the fly, man. The fly is the most real our science can get to. This does it feel like real science. Out of all of the Cronenberg movies I have seen, this is the most real science. <laughs> well, I saw I saw one name at the very beginning that I was like, "What? I don't understand." And that was, it said it was a Brooks Films movie. And I've seen The Fly many times and I didn't realize that um, Brooks Films haven't had anything to do with it. That's Mel Brooks' company. Oh. Mel Brooks' company. He made funny. a company basically for, I knew he worked with, uh, um, or he met Mel Brooks with uh, Eraserhead. They, they oh, worked okay. together on that okay. and, and The Elephant Man. Um, but yeah, like I didn't realize that Mel Brooks had. This was his company that made the fly, and like I guess he he made his company. Um, he called it Brooks Films. He didn't want his name to be a part of it because he didn't want people coming in thinking it was gonna be a comedy. Oh yeah, and you know yeah. like stepping in and being like Mel Brooks helped with make this and be like what in the fuck? <laughs> this isn't a comedy at all. Like oh my yeah, god. Yeah yeah like I hey I want a production company to make movies not just comedy movies i mean i know right. i make comedy movies yeah i mean that's the thing you just you hear mel brooks and you're just like funny man ha 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 it's the same thing with uh jeff goldblum you hear jeff goldblum and you think funny man ha. not really <laughs> but nowadays at kinda. this uh, yeah i think more nowadays than then uh possibly yeah. he, he's definitely a heartthrob at this point i think right uh you want to hear the he other other uh, names what 
<laughs> you want to hear the other names that were up for the role? Yeah, sure. Oh, this is so funny to me. Mel Brooks wanted Pierce Brosnan, okay. um, but Cronenberg rejected that. Uh, so then they went with uh, John Malkovich. Oh, interesting. And rejected that. Um, after John Malkovich declined, um, John Lithgow was oh. offered the role, but he turned it down because it was too grotesque. <laughs> uh, Michael Keaton and Richard Dreyfus were also considered, but These then Jeff Goldblum all... got the job. Okay, I just most of them I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Oh, uh, I can imagine John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah, I thought that would oh. be, that could be interesting. Yeah, that would be very good. I I would love that. John That'd Lithgow and I, Pierce Brosnan. Like I don't, I feel like he would have done it all right. But I don't think yeah, it would have been good. as good of a movie. Like, it wouldn't no, have held up as something... a classic. Yeah. There's something, like, socially socially awkward about Jeff Goldblum, like, his performance in this yes. that works so well that I think would have been lacking it's the from speed Pierce Brosnan of his just because... Speech. Yeah. He's, he's the yeah, only exactly. one who can really talk that way besides Robin Williams. And... <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure there's others, but he, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's that fast talking, like his mind is moving a million uh, parsecs a minute. And he, uh, he, you know, he's blowing Gina Davis's mind just cause he's never talked to anybody and wants right. to get it all out. And, uh, and so, that was, uh, what's that? That, that was another thing is Gina Davis was his real life girlfriend. At the so time, like that's really? why I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's um I think that was an issue at first was they're just like, Well, we don't know if we should cast, you know, real wife girlfriend with the you know, in this right. kind of a role. But I, I really think it helped the chemistry so well because she's she is so mesmerized by his right. um his character, you know, his way of speaking, his yeah. way of acting, you know, he's he's so fascinated with what he has to talk about and then she is just fascinated by that. Like it's it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's great. And uh plot-wise, Gina Davis is a um a, let's see what her name actually is. Uh Veronica Ronnie Coffee. That's not right, is it? Coffee. Quafe. Quafe? You think it's Quafe? Are you sure? Probably. I I kind of yeah, remember I a coffee assume. joke. Like I kind of recall, a coffee it, may, it joke could be at the coffee. Of the, the it could movie. be, it's spelled Q U A I F E. I am so yeah. Dyslexic. The I is what throws me off. Yeah, because coffee. Quack. I think it's coffee. Quack and I know I'm just like I'm thinking <laughs> of other words with like quack and quake. So I would assume. <laughs> oh boy, so she works with uh. Is 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 it John Getz that she works with? Uh, um, oh gosh. Or is it George? Hold on a second. Yeah, it's Stathis. Yeah, Stathis Borans, John Get, played by John Getz. Yeah, yeah. The picture yeah. they got on Wikipedia doesn't look like him, but she works with him, anyways. Uh, but they also used to be together. This is who I'm talking about. I don't know if that's who you were talking about. No, you're. Yeah, it's okay. it's, it's one and the same. He uh, 
didn't really seem like he fit the movie for some reason. For me, he's like, oh, he's the skeevy. Yeah, he's the skeevy ex boyfriend. Like, yeah, uh, the second time you meet him in the movie, he's in Gina Davis's bathroom taking a shower, and he was not invited. Yeah, it's fucking weird (laughs) to do so. Uh, and he's like, I used to live here, and she's like, but you don't anymore, you fuck. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, we do not date anymore. You (laughs) do not. It is not okay for you to be naked in my presence. Yes. Yeah, he is a disgusting man. I that's the worst part of this movie. And he's there throughout. You have, uh, yeah, and he's kind of like the hero at the end. Uh, He he um, he he comes in to to save the day. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I mean that's yeah that's kind of the thing too. Is it's it's I hate that message because Mm. Jeff Goldblum, Seth uh, playing Seth Brundle, the uh, the you know the science quirky. Um, a loner kind of like uh, withdrawn scientist. Um, he's adorable. He's a good guy. He means well. He he doesn't seem to really have an aggressive bone in his body. And he, you know, all he's trying to do is he's trying to figure out teleportation. That's right. He wants to help, you know, humanity in a way to, to learn how to, you know, teleport. He's trying to design this machine that'll transport from here to there. Right. And it's just the, the the whole point of the movie, though, is he, he after many attempts of trying to get this machine to work, he finally puts himself in the machine. But before that, and a f- before that, it's very important to me anyways, that he, after having sex with Gina Davis, he realizes uh, the secret of the flesh and the secret right. of the flesh yeah. is very important to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's something he says the, the, after the incident that <laughs> that like oh, over okay. and over again. Yeah, I thought I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to give what it was. I was just like I don't remember what the secret of the flesh is. <laughs> he he doesn't necessarily the secret of the flesh is that like he had to basically you just teach the computer what a yeah, living yeah. organism is like it, you it, just wanted to mention that he had a sex scene with gina davis i didn't i wanted, wanted to, to say that gina davis helped him learn the secret of the flesh which is important because <laughs> after he does the teleportation himself which seems successful right. um yes. he tries to get gina davis to go into the machine as well because he feels better he feels yeah. more energized he becomes obsessed with it yes. yeah and he want yeah it, it it there become there comes this religious aspect to the way he treats the teleporter, and yeah. um, he tries to get Gina Davis to do it, and she's like, no, I don't want to do it, and he's like, fine, I would have found the secret of the flesh without you, or something like that, <laughs> and 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 it, yeah. and it's just great to me that that verbiage because when he really goes off on it it it, de- it it sounds just like religious hysteria and it's it's great oh yeah yeah it is a good moment yeah and that is the thing is like she becomes basically trapped um uh ronnie becomes trapped between these two men um one who is being like disgusting and and trying c- to control and manipulative and and stathis borans you know and john gets his character um, he's he's just a disgusting, egocentrical male, 
And then you have that, you know, this religious nut job who's trying right. to force his, uh, you know, you, you got to go through the machine too. You yeah. got to experience what yeah. I'm experiencing. Like, and so she is, she's trapped between both of these people. And it just sucks that that happened to Seth because it, before that, before his, his DNA basically got, uh, infected with, you know, spoilers in the title, a fly, <laughs> a fly that flew into yeah. the machine with him. Before that happened, he really was just a seemingly good guy. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden it's just everything changed everything and, and changed. he becomes paranoid. Yeah. You know, that they, they started having a relationship and then he starts getting very worried that she's drifting away from him while right. he is experiencing the best moments of his life. Um, yeah. and he, he starts to mutate, uh, more and more each oh, day into Brundlefly. And yeah, that's where the Cronenberg yes. comes in. <laughs> and, Brundlefly. <laughs> I love Brundlefly. Yeah, Brundlefly. And Jeff Goldblum is, is just so good at playing the deterioration of this character, which yeah, turns like it, it changes. Like at some point he starts to get stronger again. And he's yeah. like, uh, another thing too, he is at this point gone through the transporter several times. Um, so if he was able to undo the process, he probably has gone too far <laughs> yeah he's he's probably made it worse now yes like and that's another problem is his machine worked mm-hmm. it's just it needed a few more you it know to be adjustments it, it yeah and it, it needed to be able to figure out you know two different sets of dna if if something else happened to yeah. corrupt the the space that of transportation like that's right he, yeah. he was close to success he, he almost was. had it he was and uh in the end then he started barfing on his food he then he started barfing on his food but that's because he couldn't digest it greg (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's disgusting i literally i i knew what i was walking into like i knew exactly what i was gonna expect and yeah Yeah. i still made popcorn for this movie (laughs) i did eat it during that scene i did (laughs) i did it was it was almost a challenge but i was like i'm doing this like i i am i've gone too far now like (laughs) uh well i think we actually talked this movie i there's not that much plot wise to talk about what what is your closing statement my closing statement is i fucking love it it's it's beautiful the the character work here is so much better than scanners where yes, i feel so much for seth super, i feel so much for ronnie i have so much hatred for stathis yeah um there's other characters as well as we've already mentioned david cronenberg's a gynecologist it's <laughs> fabulous um he helps gina you know, davis the story from, uh, <laughs> oh my god it's disturbing man yeah but like i, I love it I, I love yeah, I love Gina's uh, uh, reactions to everything. Yeah, like she does a great job, and it's it's very realistic. Where it's like you you would feel if you're starting this new relationship, where you know normally when you're starting a new relationship, you're blind. You know, you you have your your blinders on. You're 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 getting rid of all right. these like red flags because you you're in early love. You love it, and you kind of see those moments with her and Jeff Goldblum in this where she, you know, it's like, as he starts to mutate and go worse, 
she's still willing to look past a lot of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's just like, what is wrong? Like, from us, the viewer is like, what is wrong with you? But when you, like, think about it, you're just like, oh, it's so sad. It's so beautiful. But it's not perfect. Three and a half stars. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, I do give it another face and a half. Uh, This is a great movie. And I do love it. And it is disgusting. And, uh, yeah, there's few movies that I can say all of those things together. So, yeah, it, it's a great movie. You should check it out. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And for my vote, The Fly would win this spotlight. I think that Cronenberg, this is like the quintessential Cronenberg movie to get all of his skill as a director right. and special effects uh savant um yeah yeah i agree with you fly wins fly wins but scanners was very cool and i would gladly watch that again it was great yeah yeah first first time i watched scanners i was blown away but then the uh i guess this might have just been the second time i've watched it i was just like I was a little lost in the characters because I was just like, I, I, I just do not care about sure. Cameron Vale. Like that main, that main guy just, he's such a bore. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was interested in him. Like before he talked too much. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. he started becoming like a hero character. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, nah, I liked him nah, more when he it. was troubled, but he very, very yeah. quickly becomes this savior, savior character. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Sue. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on the couch, everybody. Uh, happy Halloween to you and yours. Yeah. It's the best time of the year. It's only downhill from here. <laughs> uh, as in, it's going to get cold. You know, sorry. It, it, at least uh, in our hemisphere. Yeah. It's already cold. It it's sucks. already cold. Today's been the My coldest nipples are so been. fucking hard. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm the green traveler from (laughs) Gorge. And I am the faceless Leon. Save travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.